0: Welcome to the I on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? It's going. It's going great. <laughs> How are you? Uh, it's going. It's going um, well. Lots
1: uh, of lots of uh, revolving doors. Say, you right, know.
0: a little bit of a busy time of year. Actually, uh, we keep saying we're going to take a week off one of these weeks, but uh, Miami and the college football landscape is making that impossible. Um, baseball also getting started up this weekend, which had you busy this week uh, ahead of their opening season opening series against Penn State. Maybe we'll touch a little bit on that at the end. You have a big uh, story uh, that will be up by the time people are listening to this on uh, Andrew Walters. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, the big story down in Coral Gables this week is all of the coaching changes. Um, Lance Gidry officially announced as the defensive coordinator on Wednesday, Wednesday. That that came out. I think it was Wednesday. Um, we won't dive too much into that. We talked about him most last week. We are waiting, and maybe the announcement will be out by the time people are listening to this. On uh, Shannon Dawson is Miami's new offensive coordinator. Um, coming from Houston, also a couple other smaller changes. We touched on Charlie mm-hmm. Strong leaving last week. They found his replacement at linebackers coach and Miami now uh, in the market for a running backs coach after Kevin Smith uh, returned to Ole Miss. But let's start with Dawson. It's definitely you know not just the big story of the week. I think the biggest story of the offseason for Miami uh, was how are they going to try to fix this offense? Um, obviously, part of what they did is that they, they've rebuilt this offensive line to a point where it should be one of the best better line definitely best one of the best lines in the ACC, maybe one of the better lines in the entire country but the real potential game-changing move um was going to get shannon dawson from houston uh, a guy who's from the air raid school of thought uh coach for Hal mummy uh at southeastern louisiana who's kind of considered the godfather of the air raid one of the founders of that system um has been coaching for Dana Holgerson uh, for, for a while, both at Houston and West Virginia. That's another one of the kind of modern air raid guys. Um, it is not the direction I saw things going for Miami. Obviously, you know, I think it'd been, I think 24 seven put his name out there as someone who Miami was maybe interested in. Um, you know, we'd heard major Applewhite, you know, some similar <laughs> kind of like spread. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh,
0: you know, some guys that, that went in a different direction than Mario Cristobal, but I, I, I was kind of very much in like, I'll see it when I believe it. And now I guess I got to believe it because Miami, you know, I'm not expecting Mario Cristobal to go full air raid. They're not going to run a Mike Leach offense all of a sudden, but uh, it is a school of thought that I did not expect Mario Cristobal to go try to pull from this off season. Um, are you as surprised as I am that this was the move?
1: Yeah. Um, kind of. Uh, I, I, although I think Mario yeah, I guess we were surprised because he seems, you know, that guy who wants to, you know, like with Gattis, he, he wanted a someone really uh, who was a little more, I I don't know, conservative as far as running. Um, you know, I you and I have said forever that we love the Rhett Lashley offense, throw the ball. So I'm really excited about this guy. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised, but maybe – I don't know, Mario. I mean, there's a lot of good things said about, um, Mm -hmm. about Dawson. So, um, you know, I, I, I love it. I love that he throws a lot. Uh, I love that his offenses have done well. I mean, again, it's not, I mean, Houston, you know, it's it's some of these guys have not been at major, let's say power five schools. Um, But um, a touch surprise, but pleased. Put it that way.
0: Yeah, I think uh so. We should say Houston. His offenses there were very prolific, especially last year. Just uh, you know, yes. one of, some of the most productive quarterback play in the country. I think what 13th in um, passing touchdowns. They threw for more than 300 yards per game. Um, You know, a lot of the the same type of passing numbers we saw Miami put up with Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, a couple of years ago uh, right. when Rhett Lashley was here, obviously when Rhett Lashley came in, he had full autonomy, right? You know, Manny Diaz, we, we joked a lot. It, yeah. He was basically the, the head coach of the offense. Manny Diaz was so involved on the defense. I think Rhett Lashley was so clearly a guy that was about to become a head coach. He really could kind of, right. they were running a Rhett Lashley offense. There were no Manny. I don't think there was a whole lot of Manny Diaz influence in there. I don't expect that to be the case. Um exactly with Dawson. Mario is obviously uh well, first of all, I guess I'd say I describe him as the CEO type coach, right? Where he's he's much more like recruit heavy, hire good staff. Um that that those are his goals. But he is, you know, he's an offensive line coach, very involved with the offensive line. He's an offensive right. guy um who I I think uh will have a lot of input in how this offense is run. But uh, to me, it's just a, a sign that I don't want to say that the offense that he wants to run would never work. Right. Because I think if you recruit the offensive line at the way he thinks you, he, he can, um, if you recruit running backs at that level and you put together a good defense, you can win in an old school, like grind it out like four five, six yards in a cloud of dust. Uh, I know the old saying is three yards, but in college football, <laughs> a good offense is hopefully running for more than three yards um, per carry. So I think that can work. Um, I think we saw last year very clearly did not work. They did not have the personnel for that. Um, and Really, I, nothing, nothing worked last year. Nothing worked. And the injuries, yeah. obviously, I think we should always say, played a big part in that. But um, as of now, they still have, you know, maybe that offensive line will change things and you can run really well behind them. Um, but as of now, they have much better personnel, I think, to be, you know, when you have a quarterback like Tyler Van Dyke, you want to use him. Um, you want to get the most out of him if you think that he is a potential first-round pick, which I'm, I'm sure around the program, they still think he can develop into that with a good enough season. Um, and this is, kind of, for, for me, it's an acknowledgement for Mario Cristobal that, like, there's a middle path. It doesn't have to just be, uh, we're going to be burly and we're going to punch you in the mouth and we're going to beat you that way. Um, I think Mario, if, if, here's how I'm thinking if I'm Mario Cristobal. My thinking is I can recruit offensive linemen to do that no matter who my offensive coordinator is, we can run well behind a good line, no matter who the OC is. I need someone to add that extra dimension. Mario Cristobal has kind of historically, I mean, it's obviously the kind of the running criticism of him over the last couple of years has been that like Justin Herbert was, who's now in a lot of people's minds of top five, top six, top seven NFL quarterback was like kind of like not super impressive at Oregon. Um, I think getting a a guy who's whose greatest strength is getting the most out of his quarterbacks, whether that's developing quarterbacks, he's at least getting production out of them. I think that is has clearly kind of been what has been missing from Mario Cristobal offenses over the years. Not yeah, getting sure. back I'm to not, even before Miami.
1: I'm not sure this is like middle of the road. I mean, you're going from one extreme. Well, so, yeah, yeah, they are. Oh. But I'm
0: saying I can't. So my, my thought is I can't imagine they're going to go straight from one extreme and just run air raid this year, but I think it's, it's Mario Cristobal acknowledging that there's somewhere what, what they were doing before was too far on one end. And and you're trying to get a little bit more to that middle, middle ground.
1: Yeah, definitely. Even though it's interesting because it, they ended up almost exactly even, uh, passing and as far as place, yeah. which I always point out, it's interesting after all of that, it was kind of even passing running, mm-hmm. but there were so many problems with well, they, were, they were uh, behind a lot. What was it?
0: They were trailing a yeah. lot and had to throw. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> they were. Um and uh yeah, I mean that's that's true. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think um with Tyler, you gotta you gotta throw the ball. I mean, now if Tyler's hurt, again, that's bad. That's right. really, bad okay then you're and i'm sure mario is going to say and so is shana dawson that they intend to to run the ball a lot they're going to say that and i'm sure i'm sure they do um Mm -hmm. i just i just think that this offense will be a lot happier although again uh you know we need to see some receivers right also i mean there's all kinds of things we can say about this i mean you you know where where the receivers and also there's not uh, what about the receivers coach
0: yeah they're, so they're, got, they're,
1: they're, they're gonna announce soon I'm sure very soon UM um's bound to announce they haven't officially announced right uh Shana Dawson but I, when we're recording this I bet you they do maybe they'll do it today
0: yeah probably by the time you guys are listening to this there's a pretty decent chance
1: maybe. yeah like, maybe but but um yeah I, I like we, we that part of the puzzle is not is not real good right now.
0: Yeah, so I I think so air raid I guess we should we should like kind of mention like there's a difference between spread and air raid. Air raid, like the Mike Leach style air raid is you throw 60 times a game, right? Like uh you 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 basically replace your running game um a lot of times schools run it when they have smaller offensive lines, stuff like that. Uh you basically replace your running game with the short passing game. Um that's not exactly what ret Lashley did. I think that team didn't run as much um because they were not good at running the ball. I think if that team had been a team that could give it to Jalen Knighton and he's breaking off six six yards of carry or hitting home runs every once in a while, they would have run it more. Um this and I expect that to be kind of the philosophy more for this team. You know, they're they're gonna be big enough and talented enough up front that you don't need to run the classical air raid, where it's like basically you only run eight plays, and it's like all slants or and short throws, and it's all yards after the catch. Like that is not going to be the way this team plays. I can't imagine. We don't know for sure, obviously, but I can't imagine with their personnel, you know, with what they think that offensive line can be. Um, sure. But I think it's it's um, you know it's it's a a good philosophy to infuse in to what uh, Mario Cristobal and that offense did last year, which was, I, I think vanilla a lot of times, right? You know, they, they couldn't run super well and they couldn't throw super well and they didn't make life easy for their quarterbacks. You know, the air raid makes life easy for your quarterbacks. I think simplifying and, and uh making, you know, just making, letting Tyler Van Dyke make some easier throws will go a long way uh, as opposed to last year where it felt like they were always running and they were stuck in third and long. And, and it's True. it's not a good situation for the quarterback. Um, obviously if they run better, it'll, it'll change a lot. Um, so I, I think yeah. I, I mean, I'm real, I'm honestly, I'm just really interested to see what this offense is going to look like because they are two very divergent school of thoughts, right? Mario Cristobal, would would be happy to coach, be happy to be a head football coach in the 1990s, right? Like that's his attitude is like <laughs> we're gonna ground and pound, and and obviously he's more evolved than that because there are no coaches who are, are running offenses like they looked like in the 90s. But like that is his ethos. Um, and Shannon Dawson, we sh- you know we should say like like I said earlier, the Air Raid is not it's not the best offensive system. I don't think even like Mike Leach would have said that that we have perfected offense here, but it was the air raid basically sprung out of the idea of how can we put together a good offense when we have like clear deficiencies in terms of talent, like that, that is the origins of it. So I I think, you know, anyone who goes into a situation like Miami, where the talent is just going to be better than it was at Houston, better than Dana Holgerson had it at West Virginia, certainly better than at Southeastern Louisiana. Like he's going to shift. Shannon Dawson is going to shift away from that straight up air raid stuff. Like a, it, the air raid stuff is interesting, but it's not going to be what this is about. It's going to be about blending these two styles and, and that. right. And they don't really, they sense.
1: don't really know how their are uh, their runners are going to be right now. I mean, they're, they're, you know, Jalen Knighton left. Yeah. And transferred. And, um, I mean, uh, and they've got some new guys that, you know, you've seen in high school that are good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, and they've got some guys coming back from injury.
0: Um uh You know, I, yeah, I, they got some big I, backs who they can play that style between the tackles. And then, as you mentioned, the wide receiver question mark is interesting. And that is where I think the air raid could be helpful because they've got a couple of guys who are, you know, some smaller receivers who I think like you get Brashard Smith on a slant with some room to run. Like he could make stuff happen Jacoby George, similar. So I, I think. It's a, a pretty interesting it's just a it's just a really interesting fit. The whole the whole the whole puzzle is going to be really really fascinating I think to try to piece together.
1: Yeah, and I I think it's probably getting fans really excited also. And I have a feeling the personnel also of the team. So, um Yeah, yeah. I mean we've never seen anything. I mean, Rhett
0: Lashley as we wrote you know, we covered it extensively uh was the first time Miami had ever gone away from the pro style, you know, Mark Richt obviously ran that. Uh, It was kind of the first time they they were running that kind of like new age, uh, big 12 type offense. And this is just even more extreme, even though, as I keep saying, they're not going to just run air raid. I can't imagine like they're, they're going to, they're going to have to balance it all. And that's, you know, it's like, what would it's always, it's kind of, you know, obviously Shannon Dawson is not Mike Leach, but like, it was always like the idea of like, what would Mike Leach look like with, alabama talent or like real top end sec talent obviously i don't think he ever wanted that right he was he i think he loved being the the renegade at washington state and then mississippi state like getting to be the underdog but it's miami's talent is obviously not there yet but it can get there and um and up front i mean they've they've got one of the more talented offensive lines in the entire country so like it's just a it's really hard to imagine what this offense is going to look like but I just, to me, I just love the blending of philosophies. I like getting different and different perspectives on what a good offense can be and trying to piece it together and, and make something good happen.
1: Yeah. And I, and I, I think it's amazing that this is the, you know, fifth time in six season that U hiring an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Fifth time yeah. in six seasons. That's, uh, I mean, you know, that's. the problem <laughs> from Lashley. No, from Thomas Brown with uh you know mark rick mark rick to dan enos that was my uh that was manny diaz in 2019 to rhett lashley Mm -hmm. um it's just that's a lot of offensive coordinators for people to adjust to so i really hope this guy sticks and is a success
0: yeah i mean it will be tyler van dyke's third offensive coordinator in three years as a starter. Like, that, it's not ideal. Um, it can work. Yeah. I mean, we just saw Jalen Hurts go to the Super Bowl, right? And uh, the whole storyline with him was this was the first year he ever had uh, the <laughs> same offensive coordinator for back-to-back years since he was playing for his dad in high school. Like, it's wow. not in the way that football works now. I mean, even, you know, Alabama just replaced two coordinators, right? Like, the way football works with the coaching carousel and uh, the transfer port. you know, not just coaches changing schools, but players changing schools every year. Uh, players are really adjusting to new coordinators and new coaches all the time. Uh, continuity can all obviously help, but for Miami, you know, it's uh, there's, there's gonna be more value, I think, in trying to go and coach to the personnel rather than as I say, I, I compared it a lot like a round peg in a square hole. Like now, they've got you know, they, they've got two different kinds of philosophies here and two different types of personnel groupings where. I think the skill guys are still best suited for a, uh, um, you know, a spread more spread out offense and, and in the trenches, if the O-line and they've actually got, you know, their, their most exciting running backs are kind of bigger backs. Um, they've definitely got like True. two different types of personnel and it's just going to be, um, you know, they got uh, I, six months to figure out how to, how
1: to make it all work together. I, I well, I, I, I it's going to be an interesting spring. Yes, right. That's definitely very interesting story with somebody new again. But I think um, also now the, again, they have not done this officially, but I think he's going to be the, uh, the quarterback's coach right. also, which is interesting. So, and so uh, Dawson will have a dual role um, as opposed to uh, Frank Ponce who mm-hmm. left, as you were saying before this week, went on the air or whatever we'd call this uh, that that uh interesting every people went back to their old schools it's kind of uh Ponce went back to appalachian state but he was the he was um's offensive coordinator and i guess not often i'm sorry he was um's quarterbacks coach and he's going back to app state to become the um offense uh mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator and the court, uh quarterbacks coach but I don't think that was I mean we might have said this before I'm not sure they got along that great um Gaddis and Frank Ponce. I just think it's awkward. I think it's better to have one guy doing both if he can. so uh Dawson will probably be the quarterbacks coach and the offensive coordinator um and then of course like we said they'll be bringing in a new running backs coach and maybe it's one of Dawson's guys. Yeah. You know, or maybe somebody Dawson knows or fits to his system or whatever. Uh, Kevin Smith was welcomed with open arms by Lane. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. He's doing later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall
1: guy. That's what the poster say?
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie. Critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read Rated PG-13. Let's move now to talk about uh, some of the other, yeah, the other changes yeah. to the staff. You touched on Kevin Smith there. Um, interesting that he is going back to coach for Lane Kiffin again after one year at Miami. Honestly, I just can't remember ever seeing that word. Like, I mean, it happened twice with Miami where yeah uh, Frank Pons comes to app to from app state to Miami for one year, goes right back. Uh, now Kevin Smith doing the same at Ole Miss. Um, it leaves, as you said, uh, two vacancies left on the staff on offense Uh, assuming Dawson is the quarterback's coach, you'll have to find a wide receivers coach or running backs coach. Um, I think that one of those guys has to be kind of a money recruiter, uh, because that was Kevin Smith, the South Florida guy. They were kind of hoping he was going to be a really good recruiter for them. Obviously we just get to see a lot, but they did recruit running back in South Florida very well this year. Um, as you also mentioned, maybe that is where, you know, a wide receiver in particular, maybe Dawson gets one of his guys uh to come in or, or someone who has like you said at least some familiarity um on defense lance gidry as i said officially announced uh this week we we went deep on him last week um but miami also quickly finds a, a replacement for charlie strong uh derrick nicholson coming from louisville mm-hmm. uh Well, I guess he was technically was he at Cincinnati? I think for technically with Satterfield, he was.
1: He never coached
0: again. Same with Guidry when Guidry was technically at Tulane. Um, Exactly. Interesting.
1: Everybody's like hiring people after they've been hired. Like I said,
0: it's the real coaching. Like the coaching carousel is crazier than ever. Um, but Nicholson, I I should say like Louisville um recruits South Florida very well. Has recruited South Florida Uh very well with Satterfield. Um, they beat mm-hmm. out Miami for central linebacker Stanquan Stan Clark um got an early commitment from him basically and, and hung on to it even when Miami tried to kind of make a late run uh so i think at least from a recruiting standpoint uh you know that's a pretty good hire um and yeah i, I don't know a whole lot about what he is in terms of like a talent developer but right. um you know i i think Charlie Strong was a, obviously good. a really good coach just based on his reputation um although linebacker was obviously remained a big question mark i still think that was more talent based than uh coaching based um but they obviously that's been a, a huge position of weakness for for a long time and nicholson if he is a you know a young he's you know a younger guy who he's can
1: 36, he's 36. Yeah, who, you know, those
0: guys typically are you know get the reputation as being better recruiters the young guys right they can relate all that kind of stuff um I think think it's a good move to go get a guy who can maybe bring in some talent at linebacker because that has been a real struggle for for years and years and years years to recruit guys in that
1: position. Yeah, and he was a former star at Florida State. So um, Yeah, so
0: Florida ties, obviously. Um, Right. I I think that's an interesting move. It's a pivot, like I said, away from Strong, who's not like the world's – you know, he's an older guy. He's just those guys typically shift out of recruit mode. They're like, I can coach my way. Uh, find the find the right guys. Don't want to put up with teenagers BS, right? Like I, I totally <laughs> get it. But uh, Nicholson is going to be on paper is is a different, totally different type of guy. Where I think his strength, uh, again, I don't want to say, I don't know anything about him as a coach, right? Like you, it's impossible to tell until you get, kind of get around a guy. Um, but I think terms he's he's a guy you're able to bring in the talent that is needed at that position.
1: Yeah. Um, it's amazing, David, to me that, um, that UM's had five coaching changes already. I think it's five. Yeah,
0: I mean, we thought there would be quite a few I, right after, um, and, you know, you go know, five and seven. We thought there were yeah. gonna be changes. I mean, five is maybe a, a more than we thought, but they, yeah, have been the I
1: mean, some of them weren't, I don't think, I mean, I'm not privy to the, you know, inside, you know, the coach's office, but mm-hmm. Like, like we thought maybe Gaddis for sure, right? Yeah. But then people started leaving on their own. I, I, I. Right, and so, like Kevin Smith and you know Kevin Steele obviously
0: Bama poached him, um, and Kevin Smith. I mean that is that's another oh
1: yeah Steele right, yeah. yeah Kevin Smith. I, I yeah I guess the. The I mean, even Charlie
0: Strong, like, I think they, they probably would have liked to keep Charlie Strong as a linebacker. Yeah, I job. Think Obviously, so. It Although, seems like it was a, sort of a mutual, like, parting of ways.
1: And I don't sense. know. It's, yeah. But, um, it's, I, so, I mean, he was not, Strong was not happy, apparently. Yeah. You know, like <clears> we <throat> said last week, I guess he told ESPN that uh, he, you know, they didn't value him pretty much, kind of, um, you know, uh, that, you know, and I don't think he got a shot at the defensive coordinator job. So the guy was a head coach and I, I, you know, so he took off. I mean, that was, that was the whole thing of that was kind of surprising. Mario is a strong figure. He's a very strong coach. Um, I, I think that like Manny Diaz was more for sure the type that, you know, let people kind of do their own thing. I mean he, he you know he, he, uh you, you had more leeway with him if you're like you were saying he was defense <clears throat> and he trusted the guy his the people under him to do what you know he was still that coach but uh Mar- Mario seems more of a controlling type to yeah. me. Uh so wh- where you're saying he's kind of like a CEO yeah, but yeah, but a CEO very hands
0: on CEO, yes, hands on, like,
1: and totally, that, I mean, that is
0: we, we've talked about it a few times. The fact that so much of last year's staff, like, were guys without relation prior relationships, like,
1: yes, know, um, really good point. You do wonder
0: I, how much you know, like, some guys came in and they're like, all right, let's see what this is like, and maybe you know, either on either end, maybe Mario, you know, just like the connection wasn't there on either end, maybe the, the guy leaving was. Didn't like the situation. Mario didn't like the situation. Maybe that's you know. Sometimes you realize you it's strong. not going to work out. Yeah, just like, um,
1: yeah. I, hey, listen, Gaddis, Gaddis was a very strong personality. Yep. Okay. I mean, Charlie and Strong
0: I, is a guy who's been a, a like Big East Coach of the Year winning head coach. Like they had some big names right. in there, right? Uh, and you know, it's it's the old super team thing, right? Like the. The hardest thing to do is manage a bunch of, I don't want to say egos, but there's probably some of that, but just strong personalities, guys yeah. with lots of opinions.
1: And um, I don't think the player, I mean, we've gone through this. I mean, yeah. Gattis was always very nice to us, but I don't, I don't, I don't think the, I don't think the players were particularly happy with this situation from yeah. what I've heard inside. So mm-hmm. uh yeah. Now we now it just Yeah, sometimes you need so like a good
0: cop, bad cop, right? If Mario's yeah. going to be like the strict guy, you kind of need the good cop in there.
1: Doesn't it feel like we're like starting all over again?
0: Doesn't it? Yeah, I mean it's in some I, ways it's like the after year 1 for Manny Diaz, right? I mean, it really it, is. It, it feels That like was we... the all the defensive staff mostly stayed intact that year. I'm trying to remember if there were any changes. Um, but they overhauled the offense after year 1 there. Like,
1: yeah. Well, then the Manny whole... Manny became the D coordinator. Manny, he
0: became the D coordinator. Yeah, I guess um,
1: like Baker, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, I I, think I he just left
0: that year. Yeah,
1: Maybe I mean that
0: was after year two. I think that was after year two, actually. Like Baker left. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, year one was the offense was terrible. They fired Dan Enos. They hired Rhett Lashley, and you know, got uh, that was Garen Justice came in as the new O line coach. Um. Yeah, they they rebuilt the whole staff.
1: Yeah, I, ju- I just it just feels I, I he had to do it there. He had no choice because people started leaving. But I just I just think I don't know. It's not um it's not the best sign that you yeah, seem to kind of whiff on a bunch of hires in year
0: one. Um
1: I just that it's like you feel like you're starting a new again. I mean, you have a, a you, now we have a new defense and a new offense. Yeah, I don't.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I think Mario came in. I think Mario came in in year one and thought, you know, he clearly did not expect them to go five and seven, right? Like, he did not think a rebuild was ahead of him. And I think he came out of year one thinking, we got to rebuild. And, and that's what we're seeing a little bit now. This team should still be much better than five and seven next year. It'd be like inexcusable if they don't make a bowl. Um, it was kind of inexcusable. If they didn't make a bowl last year. Um, but uh, I think. Better to get it right than be stubborn and wrong, I guess.
1: Yeah, I agree. This will be I know know Mario has a what is he? He has a ten year, eight year contract. Yeah. Eight year is it? No, he has a ten year ten year, eighty million. Eighty million. Ten ten year, yes. I mean ten years. I, I
0: like. He's got a long leash still. I think even after a terrible yeah. year one, a much longer leash than Manny Diaz had coming out of year one. Oh, for sure. I mean, um, if they have but, a
1: horrific year this year, he'll he'll still be here, but it'll be hell.
0: Yeah, but, it'll be
1: hell. So, but I think he, he has
0: better. like like I mean, like we're saying, he had the support of the administration to this extent where he could try to re- reboot things uh, a lot after year one, and in a different way that I think Manny. I had to reboot and win right away um because his leash was not that long mario and kind of is the flip side he had he has the wiggle room to say we need to try something different give me a couple of years here and we'll we'll get this thing going
1: yeah. um
0: i hope it happens this year yeah uh before we wrap up miami baseball season kicks off friday night against penn state uh you wrote yes. a big story on andrew walters uh yes. you at media day on uh tuesday yep. uh tell me why what what Miami top 25 team going into the year. Um, they're saying they feel like they got an Omaha caliber team. Uh, what, what do people need to know about Miami baseball real quick?
1: Well, I think they they're they're They've got, I think seven out of nine position players re- returning are uh, starters, not in baseball. It's not like they started every game,
0: right. but, yeah. but the but guys the, who are uh, the main started the bulk of the game. The main whatever.
1: guy, the ball, the infield and stuff. They, I, I think they're going to be good uh, hitting wise. They're hoping that they're, they're, they're pretty good hitting wise. I mean, the bait, the starting rotation, they lost Carson Palmquist right in the third mm-hmm. round um, who was their ACE and their pitchers. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying they're bad, but they're, you know, when I look at their, their top three, their starter, Gazeal had a 404, 4.04 ERA last year. Um, uh, Carson Ligon uh, they had a four point nine zero ERA and I well they didn't really announce him yet, <laughs> but I think he's going to be the second uh-huh. starter, one of them, one of them, and and Alejandro Rosario really struggled last year. He had a seven point oh five ERA. And those are their three top starters now. The, you know, again, yeah, that Rosario just,
0: was a big recruit, and yeah, yeah, they're top freshmen, recruits and stuff. They got they got yo yo,
1: yeah, yeah Yo Yo Morales is kind of a preseason all-american type player up for yeah it
0: seemed like potential top 10 draft buzz for him So they they definitely got some top end talent
1: they do and and again i wrote about andrew walters he's amazing he really is uh i I just want people to know that last year i mean the kids has like lights out number you Mm -hmm. You wrote about him too but last year uh in that game against arizona OK, when UM, UM went down and, and, and they lo- they ended the season in the regionals, um, Andrew was on the mound. Right. And he kind of collapsed. However, there were two outs. He struck out the first two guys. And the third guy, it was an easy out. It was a, it was a ground, a routine grounder to the shortstop, Patelli, who um, overthrew no doubt. Hundred percent. OK, David, he overthrew the first baseman. He threw it over his head. And for some weird reason. Uh, um, scored it, uh, a hit, and it was definitely not a hit. It was, it was an error that that game would have been over. It was a routine grounder. So, but he did collapse (laughs) after that, Andrew. But I mean, you know, he held batters to a 116 average. He had 14 saves. He had a, he struck out 62 and walked six, struck out six, struck out 62 and walked six. Over 32 and two thirds inning. He's really good. Um, so and and Gino, a lot of times these kids, I know we got to end this. A lot of times these kids like Pomquis want yeah. to become starters. Uh Palmquist was a great closer. Right. He came back with a starter. This kid is uh just wants to help the team and he's happy to be the closer. And he's he's six four, two twenty, 220, two twenty-five. I think. The, the question is, can they get to where he's on the map? Right.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. That's, I,
1: what, that's why sometimes you want your guy to want to be a
0: starter because yeah, it only I, matters if you're winning.
1: Yeah, and they, I, you know, Gina, I didn't even write this in my advance, but Gino said the the starters were a problem last year because they didn't go long enough. Right. They, they, they only lasted four innings, five innings. You need them to last at least six innings. Mm-hmm. You know, at yeah. least eventually after they're held to a pitch count in the beginning of the season. anyway, right. I'm I love I'll be away this weekend, but I love you on baseball. always love you on baseball and yeah yeah, well'll will
0: we will definitely talk to you on baseball as we go here. Uh, also probably get into some more basketball now as football news. at least the two big storylines are, are done obviously we'll, oh, we'll yeah. touch on we'll touch on some smaller coaching hires as they continue to make them. Um, but it's uh until spring, which is actually all of a sudden pretty close. Uh, very close, weeks, right? I, yeah, three weeks. weeks, three weeks, I think maybe not even two, two weeks two from weeks. this weekend. Maybe? Yeah, two weeks, two weeks, I think from Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember what day. Um, but yeah, it's getting close. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll be back certainly over the next couple of weeks to uh get ready for spring ball. Um, because it's, it's one of those busy times here where We got that, we got basketball, we got baseball And the basketball team is obviously awesome also So lots to talk about uh, Be sure to keep following the Eye on the podcast Follow Susan Miller Degnan On Twitter at S. Miller Degnan uh, Follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2 uh, And we will uh, talk to you guys a little bit later on